Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin, and I've got my brother Travis with me as per usual. Uh, This is our sidetrack episode for the White Stripes. Last week we covered their album from 2003, Elephants. So... Travis, this one's going to be short and sweet, brother. We're trying to stick to that true format. One and done sidetrack, uh, you know, as a singular track should be. It is called sidetrack for a reason, because... Uh, it's not called sidetracks. No. It's not called side full-length episode, you know? No, it, it, it is not. But you will hear more than one song, because we will do our What's Your Herds, as we usually do at the end of the episode. All right, so I'm going to try to make this full circle, dude. And it's gonna, we're going to go all the way back to last week when I mentioned that they were, and I, I, dude, I couldn't find the article, and I, I promised that I would give them proper cred, but you know the White Stripes being rock and rolls, past, present, and future all rolled into one. I uh, yes, I when you when you said that it was it was the most perfect description of White Stripes that I had ever heard. You don't have to say anything else about them; it's perfect, right? Yeah. One thing that that's great, dude, it kind of seems like Jack White is doing that as best he can in the music that he represents in his record label. If you scroll through their catalog, first off, they do a lot of really cool reissues, um, but they've got a really wide range of music, you know, contemporary. They have artists that, you know, that they are releasing material for you know, like, so brand new artists and they have a lot of old stuff on here, dude, like, and it's all over the place. So this band, the pathetics jumped out at me. They have an album on third man records that was actually scrapped in 1981. Hadn't really seen the light of day until this March when Jack White resurrected it and released it through third man records. So in a way, this is a, a new release in the sense that this is the first 
time that this record has been pressed, right? Like like properly released. Properly yeah. released. Like okay, yeah. so it came out in March, which is which is cool. It looks like a proper. Let me try to guess what kind of music these guys play. They look <laughs> okay. straight up punk, right? Please tell me that they're a punk rock group. Oh yeah, dude. And what's even cooler about it? These guys are from Detroit. That is where Jack White grew up. Uh, and they were a super fast-paced punk band. Their final form, quote-unquote, is how it's put on their bio on their website. Uh, it was finalized in March of 81. So that was the the final band member lineup came together in March of 81. So I wonder if that's why Jack White decided to, re- to release this in March. Uh, so what I thought was cool about this is Jack White was born in... Uh, 1975 i mean he was just a kid but it's cool to think that you know like what was happening in detroit in the punk rock scene you know in just the 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 detroit music scene in general what was going on around the time that jack white was growing up this is an example of, of of one of those bands now jack white had mentioned that when he and meg were starting to to you know make their their mark on on the music scene in detroit it was heavily centered around garage rock. So that would have been, you know, probably early 90s by that point. You know, just prior to that, we had some punk rock, and these guys are no fucking joke, dude. Um, I can't I can't even contain my excitement anymore, if you can tell by my voice. I'm so excited right now. <laughs> but no, I can, I can tell you right now, though, dude, by the album art alone, like... I know that these guys are gonna are gonna be fucking amazing. Like you can just tell by looking at the album art sometimes, right? They're gonna blow your fucking socks clean off, brother. I got a clean pair of socks on right now, so they better be across the room after this clip is done. <laughs> if I'm not having to get up to get to go grab my socks, somebody screwed up, and I'm looking right at you. So let me let me read this little blurb from Stereo Gum. It says here, their shows were legendarily violent, their songs fast and unhinged. As a proper punk rock show should proper be. Proper punk. Okay, so I listened to this entire album. So it is worth pointing out, this album did not have a proper name because it was never released. So Jack White decided to call it 1981 because that's when the band was formed. Um, so out of all the songs on here, I picked the one that is, I'm going to say slower. It's not going to sound slower, but this one I feel like is a little bit more structured than the rest and really cool, unique guitar melody on this one. I don't know why, but I want these guys to have like thick British accents, but they're not going to. (laughs) All right. So this song is called piss on my shoes.
my socks are still on, Q. Um, socks are still on. But I, I was getting some like, man, I don't know what I was getting, but I, I feel like there was a hint of David Byrne, which is, I don't... I don't like to toss that around, but a little bit, just a tad. I was going to say Devo. Okay, that's better. Oh, that's better, yeah. I've said this before, I, f- I feel like, on the mic, but I don't really have a proper definition or sound in mind when I think of Rockabilly. Yeah. But I don't I, I kind of felt that with this song. Um, so you know how uh, the word sidetrack is, is uh, singular? Yeah. Let's play, dude, just a smidge. I think we should, because that, no, that was a short song. I want my socks to be clear across the room. I picked that song for the sidetrack just because I really love that the the guitar line, dude. The guitar line. The strumming is really cool. Like, the down, down, and down. Yeah, I like it. I yeah, that, that was good. But this is a this will be a sidetracks episode today, Q, because let's get another one in there, because these are really short songs. And you know what? These guys are known for putting on shows filled with beer and blood and violence okay let's fucking play a song that you know properly reflects that let's play a song called energize Yeah, um, I like that because it showed another another side of this guy's uh, vocal delivery, right? Yeah, and that was kind of like more old school kind of metal, a little bit like a you know kind of a nod to hardcore at least, like you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, so apparently these guys were getting their influence from bands on the West Coast uh, and the, the punk scene at the time in the West Coast with bands like The Germs, Black Flag, and Dead Kennedys. And they stood out in the crowd among more uh, the, the local punk scene in Detroit who were kind of getting more influences from the Stooges and MC5. So that's what made these guys different, you know, at least at least in Detroit. And that's, you know, what made them stand out to Jack White, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, you can just totally imagine seeing a show like that live, man, you know, back in the day. And I'm sure I'm sure the the distortion and stuff like that is dialed back a little bit. Maybe, I you know, I'm guessing that for this release like it was remastered and stuff like that. Dude, if you saw these guys live in the early 80s, your socks would have been blown clean right the fuck off. Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> there would there would be there would be nothing nothing but uh barefoot people walking around in that venue for sure. Everybody's like I'm looking for my other where's my other sock? Like I found <laughs> I, I, I was wearing two socks and I've got one. Where where's the other one? That's why number one rule cue, never wear socks when you go to a concert. That's <laughs> that's not a rule. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, all right, dude. Um classic classic sidetrack cue. I love classic. it. This is what we're all about. And you know what? In and out. Let's just let's just tell everyone. We're speeding it up even more because Travis has stuff to do. Well, I, you know, I got pre- I got some engagements to make. Yeah, yeah, some previous. All right, well, let's jump into our what you heard, then, brother. All right, uh, I want to. I want to go first, dude, because this is a band that I know both of us really love. Okay. Um, so I got bit, dude, by the by the new wave bug, man. I've I've been swimming in it, and so I dusted off my copy of Songs from the Big Chair. I know you're familiar with that album, huh, Travis? I have no clue what that is. Tears for Fears. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, it's a weird name for an album. So, uh, yeah, dude. I love that album. And there's a song on there that, you know, I've heard this album many, many times. And there's an outro to a song that finishes side A that I fucking love, dude. So, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to fade in at about the halfway mark of this song, and we're going to listen through to the end. Okay. So this song is called Mother's Talk.
everything about that I fucking love. That whole outro is just so cool, man. Yeah, yeah, the outro was great. Yeah, you're right. Now, does that fade into the next track on the record? Well, that that is the end of side A, dude. Okay. So that's so you got to get up and flip the record at that point. But yeah, so I've moved my record player into my room now. So I was just, you know, folding laundry, putting clothes away, and and I just had had to like stop and like fucking rock out for a little bit, dude. Yeah, it, it had some like, you know, that signature '80s like. 808 hip-hop sound almost sometimes like there's that that yeah, sting thing the drum beat yeah and kind of like um you know reminding me of like uh, janet jackson song or something like that even yeah dude that's that's what to me this this is the kind of stuff that makes tears for fears stand out among all the other fucking new wave artists around that time yeah you know like think back to some of the the artists that we were playing on the you know on the our john hughes tunes right i mean we picked the songs that i think were above average and the bands that were above average but there were there were a ton of songs and artists on those john in those john hughes films that show up that i mean really aren't that i mean they just kind of blend in with all the other bands from that time but this that's what makes tears for fear so cool that kind of stuff kind of catches you off guard you know yeah definitely all right so again that was a song called mother's talk from songs from the big chair their album from 1985 such a good album dude you should you should give it a lesson yeah. all the way through at some point you're right you're right uh one day q maybe we'll do a uh maybe we'll do an episode on them a proper episode i think we should do a proper run of new wave episodes because i mean john doing john hughes was one thing but i think we should devote some time to 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 new wave a little bit more i would love to do that q all right brother what's what have you been hurting lately my turn q so as some of you know, because we like to talk about it when we, when we remember to talk about it, um, we have a Spotify playlist that we keep all of our What You Heard's going back to the very first What You Heard. Um, and I was, you know, sometimes I like to just hit shuffle on it. And I was reminded of the song cue that I'm guessing you brought to the table at some point by an artist named Sasami. Yes, sir. And you brought a, a, a track from 2019 called morning comes and i was like this song is, is fucking killer so i went and was like well what's she been doing lately and she's put out a couple of singles this year and we're going to listen to another one of her singles cue so a uh, quick synopsis on her uh she is an la area musician that got notoriety in 2018 she shared her first track on soundcloud called callus which ultimately made it onto that first record that she came out with last year i guess it's not really her first record but her first full-length record that came out last year was called free no that was also not a free if i could full- <laughs> there it is. yeah yeah her first full-length record was called free i mean son of a bitch <laughs> her first full-length record was a self-titled record and uh, that soundcloud track appeared on that record as well it was called callus and um pitchfork awarded that track with the best new track label, which is a pretty, if you think about it, that's what's great about the internet, right? Somebody can put a, a record out, a track on, on SoundCloud and get get noticed, right? Um, so anyway, she's kind of described as like um, bed bedroom pop kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, let's just, you know, let's let the music play for itself, Q. And, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, it'll it'll describe itself to you when you hear it. All right, so this song uh, is called Mess. 
Just a solid indie indie rock song, indie pop. Yeah, I mean that's the best way to describe it, dude. Sure, indie you know? pop. Yeah, you're right. Kind of reminded me of um, Ginny Lewis stuff, like Rilo Rilo Kylie or um, Feist, even. Yeah, that's all. Those are all good calls. Yeah, for sure. But what the funny thing is, like, um, I maybe wouldn't have thought of this uh, if I hadn't read the name just now. But she played guitar. She being uh, Sas- uh, what's her name, Sasami. Her name is Sasami Ashworth. That is her actual name. She played guitar on tour with an artist named Cherry Glazer, who mm. was a what you heard I had from a while back. So yeah, Glazer um, with two R's, right? Glazer with two R's, yeah. Uh, which was another solid, like sort of garage rock resurgence, if you will. But uh, anyway, um, so yeah, no wonder she played guitar on tour with her because like they're in the same kind of vein, you know. But uh, anyway, so yeah, Sasami. Happy to hear she's still spitting out good tunes. Yeah, she's put out two two singles this year so far. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, uh, the other one that came out called Toxicity, which I was disappointed to hear was not a cover of System of a Down's Toxicity, <laughs> uh, was a little bit s- slower and kind of more mellow. But anyway, all right, Q. Um, as I told you, I have a previous engagement tonight, so I've got about seven minutes here to wrap this up. Oh, man, you got it down to the minute. That's plenty of time to tell you about nofillerpodcast.com. That is our website. Uh, you can go there and find all of our show notes for every show that we've ever done. Q. And it's approaching 150. I think we're approaching 150 episodes, which is mind-boggling to me. Do we know for sure, man? Let's figure this out. You keep talking, dude. I'll, I'll investigate. Um, yeah. So anyway, go there. That's uh, our website. Uh, you'll find track lists for every every show notes page has track lists. So any song that was mentioned, you'll find it on there. It also has sources uh, wherever we got our information from. Like if we pull some info out of some article or something like that, we'll put a link to the article so you can you know dive into the artist a little bit more if you're interested. Um, and then you know follow us on Twitter. It's at No Filler Podcast. We're trying to get better about the tweeters. Um, I heard that's what you call it. Yes, and hey, uh, I have pinned to the top of our Twitter page a link to our What You Heard playlist on Spotify. There you go. You don't have to learn how to spell the word whatcha. Uh, Just hop on our Twitter and give us a shout out. You know, follow us. Do whatever you like, you know, if you feel compelled. And follow that that playlist. We update it every week. That's right. Uh, And Travis, not including the teaser episode, we are sitting at 146. 146 episodes. Okay. So there you go. Sometime in December, we will be releasing our 150th episode, which means it's very likely that the 150th episode will be a 
2020 recap episode because that's what we like to do toward the end of the year. I love the end of the year episode. Yeah, thing. it's fun to just play tons of tunes, listen to a bunch of great music, brand new music too. Yeah, so Q and I, um, not Q and on Q and I. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, tell me about it. Um, we you know, keep a playlist going between the two of us and some of our friends and stuff where we just throw new tracks on there that's been released this year. Um, anything that we that stood out to us. And then, you know, we go over it and kind of pick our, our top 20. Um, our top 20 from 2020. I mean, it just, it's perfect, right? Such a ring to it. We'll be sharing that with you guys over the coming weeks, starting in December. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to that because that's great. Like Quentin said, it's just... It's just not. It's just a ton of music because we play five songs on each episode. Um, five songs, five different artists. That's right. So anyway, yeah. be on the lookout for that. All right, and you can also find us over at pantheonpodcasts.com. That is the home to our, our show. It's the network that we're on, and also a lot of other great music-related podcasts. So if you like our show, chances are you'll like any number of different shows over at our network. So check that out. Pantheonpodcast.com. Follow them on Twitter at Pantheon pods. And that's that. Yeah. So, Hey, let's fade out with the opening track on the pathetics album, 1981. Uh, We're going to fade out with Kmart crowd. All right. So that's going to do it for us today. Thank you as always for listening. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 